you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. On the latest Around the NFL podcast, we talk about the release of the 2016 NFL schedule. I cannot implore you enough to listen to the show if you want to fit in with friends. Yes, there's much to get to the all-time draft. Sean O'Hare is on his way in here. There are trades being made. There are basketball legends retiring. Handsome Hank, let's get right to it. First question, Kobe Bryant is no longer a Los Angeles Laker. It now looks like the Rams are going to have either Carson Wentz or Jared Goff as their quarterback. Was Wednesday night a passing of the torch on Thursday morning to Los Angeles becoming an NFL city instead of a basketball town. Indeed it was, Dave. At 6 a.m. on Thursday morning, the Rams made that trade, pulled the trigger on a big one with the Titans. I and, agree and with that. And that's it. It's happened. Lakers aren't going anywhere anytime right. soon. We'll see what the Clippers become. However, on Wednesday night, it was glorious stuff. Hard to be cynical about what Kobe did there, putting 60 on the uh, on the Utah Jazz. Do you have any comp in NFL regular season history that stands out as such a special day as what we saw on Wednesday night as Golden State also got the uh, all-time record for regular season wins? Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, I think, to me, it's not – maybe it's definitely not at the same level, but all those Sundays where Tim Tebow was making magic, and I realize it's easy to be cynical about Tim Tebow now, but at the time in that moment, I think it was probably five or six weeks in a row where you kind of knew it was going to happen and he did it anyway. That was that was sort of magical and just it was like, oh, I knew that would happen. Oh, my God, he did it. Yeah, I know. It's a, this is a, What Kobe did was better than Ted Williams hitting a home run in his last at bat. I don't really have a good comp for that one. Last thing is the uh, this weekend uh, Jungle Book opens. Who's your all-time favorite animated uh, animal? That's one of the toughest questions you've ever asked me. Mm. I almost I, went I, character, I, but let's stick to animals here. Well, so a lot of people will go with um, Jessica Rabbit uh, from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but I, I find that slightly weird. The people who are as excited, yeah, that about, is weird. Get excited right. about as her as they do. That's a I, weird. That's a special kind of pervert. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. There's the the Jungle Book itself has the original cartoon version has I think the coolest. I mean, you could choose from anywhere in there. Uh, Baloo the Bear, one of the coolest, and then King Louie, played by the voice of Louis Prima, the monkey. Oh, orangutan. I don't know whether it's. A, Ooh, very I never strong. Know the difference two very strong two, answers. Two good ones. Who's the big rooster? From Han, uh, from uh, from Bugs Bunny. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I know the guy you mean. He's but he's a little officious. He's kind of you know. He's I know he's bit, funny. Yeah, yeah. He's funny. He's a blowhard. That's I why. Like, I, that's uh, why I relate you, to. Him. I think for you the um, and I, you always often often describe yourself as this Pepe the skunk, isn't he? Is he? <laughs> the love, the love skunk. skunk. Yes, well done. That's my answer. All right, start the show. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. I hope all's well wherever you are. As you know, you are now a part of the Dave Damashek football program presented as always 
by McDonald's. As I mentioned, the all-time draft picks 16 through 20 are on their way. We have to shake things up a little bit because the Los Angeles Rams have traded up. They now have the first overall pick. The Titans moved down. People are swooning for both teams, really. Clearly, we have discussed this quite a bit since the day the Rams made it official and decided they were moving to Los Angeles. You can tell. I think it's a little overstated that Los Angeles requires star power and all that. People love to say that. Outsiders love to point that out. Well, that's not necessarily true. Case Keenum is the starting quarterback in the dawn of a new era here in Los Angeles is uh, is maybe a little bit too far to go. Right. So you figured maybe it was going to be Peyton, maybe they tried to get Kaepernick, and now it looks like they're going to get one of those two high-profile rookies. So that's interesting stuff. By the way, I forgot to mention, with all that's going on here, the biggest news of all as we talk whether or not Los Angeles is football as a country is, I mean, America as a country is a football country, and maybe Los Angeles is about to follow suit, and this is a big day on the football calendar because we have with us right now seat, uh, sitting right here. In fact, can you read it from there? It's the NFL schedule 2016. Juicy stuff. Me and Handsome are going to dig into that. In fact, why don't we jump into it right now, Handsome? All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. I will say about Kobe, black tie behind the glass, because that was just a crazy performance on Wednesday night, and it really has obscured what the Golden State Warriors did. And by the way, the NHL playoffs uh, started off on Wednesday night as well. But I mean, really, black tie. The, the thing that was in, interesting about it, and history will forget this, but there were a couple of wonky moments in the fourth quarter of that game. I'm not talking about Kobe coming out and not shooting well at the start. Even in the midst of him chasing the 50-point mark, it started to get sideways a couple of times and almost embarrassing. It, it, it teetered on the edge of ridiculousness when he had 47 and the Jazz decided to not play any defense, and the Lakers decided to not play any defense, and Kobe started missing all those shots. He missed three in a row there. When he had 47, he got fouled, he got the 49, crossed, and then finally got fouled again and got the 51. Then he started, then he caught fire and was dynamite, and it was spectacular stuff. But it was almost an embarrassing end to his career. It was huh? pretty much an exhibition game. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's been a while. Uh, it was an exhibition game, and but he legitimately got hot late. And I know Tally was a big Laker fan. I'm sure he must have loved uh, a, a directed. I'm happy for all. I, I really am. Yeah. I'm, I, I won't be it, cynical or snarky. I'm happy for Lakers fans. It was that fun. was awesome. It was fun to see. And Kobe might have ducked his legacy a little bit in the last three years, all the injuries and bad shots. But I think last year, last night, and oh, sorry, not last night, on, on Wednesday night, and what he did would be a great, it's a great ending to his career. That's what we're going to remember him as, the guy who dropped 60 in his final game. Yeah, I mean. Good to uh, have, you up, have you back, Black Tie. Yeah, what a play. I, 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 I got to get no my days ever. right. And good to have pro football back. It's never far from the conversation. It is remarkable, the NFL's ability to always rise up take to the it top back again. of the sports page or the sports site because yeah, you watch Golden State do that thing and Kobe and, like I say, NHL postseason and everything else, and now the NFL is what people are talking about thanks to the Rams-Titans trade and the release of the schedule. Let's dig into that, and we'll talk about uh, everything else as much as we possibly can here. Dave, I've had an idea. Yes. Okay, so we got the schedule in front of us. How about this? Since the draft is coming up, why don't you and I draft one game from each week that we would like to watch? Done and done. And you see what I mean? your idea, you start us off, and of course everybody probably knows by now, the uh, first game of the season is a Super Bowl 50 rematch. Cam Newton paying a visit to the Denver Broncos. The question is, who will the Denver Broncos have under center there as their starting That's a good question. But anyway, go ahead. They, the, the NFL pick that game as their first overall game, first overall pick. I actually wouldn't. I'm going to go with the Sunday night game from week one. The New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. Bruce Arians matching wits with Bill Belichick, two, two great coaches. I think that's going to be a fun one. Boy, that's a fantastic one right out of the gate there, handsome. We also have the Giants at the Cowboys, a rematch of week one on, what was that, Sunday night a year uh, ago? Yes. When Eli. Yep, that was week one Stopped Sunday. the clock yep. and Romo drove him down the field. That's an interesting one because the Cardinals, of course, ended their season in, in a pretty dark way. You know, right. they got whipped by the Panthers, of course. They barely survived the uh, the uh, broken down Packers, and then they got whipped by the Seahawks. Right. If they get it handed to them here, that's going to be a it's going to be a continuation mark, right. of an ugly trend. I love the Rams at the Niners, although I'm a little surprised that the schedule doesn't start with L.A. playing in L.A. to start the thing. But an in-state matchup and a renewal of that rivalry, I love that as the Monday night recap. And you know what? I'm going to go with because 
I like that. I always speak out, as you know, handsome. Yeah, yeah. Why do we need these? We, divisional games should not be played in week one. And I think that the NFL schedule makers heard me talking because unless I'm missing something outside of Tampa and Atlanta, there are no other doesn't look like it divisional matchups, which is good. We, as I always say. We oh, don't no, even Giants, need... Cowboys. Oh, yeah, right. I just mentioned that one, too. Um, I, As I always say, we've been out starving in the desert all off season. We don't need filet mignon games. You know, just give us a cracker game. We don't mm-hmm. care. It gives... Well, that sounds weird. But anyway, give us a game that it, it doesn't make a difference. Give us the best team against the worst team. We're going to watch it. We've been, we've been waiting for football for so exactly. long. We're not, you know, beggars can't be choosers and all that. Here's a weird one. I'm going to go with the Bengals at the Jets. Ooh. I'm I'm intrigued off of our conversation earlier in the week. You can go back and listen to that one about what the 2016 Bengals are going to look like without Hugh Jackson, with Andy Dalton returning. I feel like even if the Bengals themselves don't feel it, which I don't believe that they ignore it, but I feel like there's pressure on them to do something special in 2016. You know, you can look at the Andy Dalton injury at the uh, towards the end of the season as uh, it derailed them from making a deep playoff run. For me, I feel like it was a stay of execution. I think this has a chance to be Andy Dalton's last season if he isn't, uh, as a starter in Cincy, if he doesn't do if something doesn't special. Work. Meantime, what are the Jets going to be by that time? So anyway, I'll circle that one, and it does have uh, playoff implications right there out of the gate for uh, for those two Agreed. AFC teams. You got the first pick in week two. All right, I will go with the... Well, I mean, this one I got to do as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm going to go the Cincinnati Bengals once Whoa. again at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Vontez Burfitt yeah. coming to town. Of the perfect storm. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, let's hope that Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger are all minding their P's and Q's so Vontez Burfitt doesn't get angry yeah. at them and try to injure them once again. So I'm going to take that one, of course. That's a good one. Okay, I'm going to do what you suggested in week one. If it had been there, I'm going to take the Rams' first first home game in Los Angeles. Carson Wentz's first start as the Rams' new starting quarterback in L.A. And uh, by uh, I think we, we discussed earlier, wouldn't it be funny if they ended up playing in Carson? If they if the Rams had went to Carson and then Carson Wentz was their that's starting quarterback. That's my joke. That's a, that's a, I don't care whether it's your joke How about the not. NFC West could have two guys named Carson as starting quarterbacks? That's not as interesting. That's um, I, I find it plenty interesting. And what's weird is – that the schedule makers don't see fit to give the Rams a, a, a nice, homecoming a nice opponent, game, right. a nice, uh, That's somebody what they can roll. I was about roll. to say, the Seattle Seahawks coming to town. But then again, as we discussed the passing of the torch in Los Angeles from NBA to NFL, perhaps this will uh, this will illuminate the rise of a new power in the NFC West. I mean, I, Might certainly, I certainly feel like, and we can talk about that with Sean O'Hare in a second here, perhaps, but your thoughts, handsome. I mean, how far away are the Rams if they get? I, it's all subject to conjecture because we don't know if Wentz or Goff is the real deal. But do you like the Rams in 2016? I, th- I mean, I think they could be good. I, th- I just I don't trust Jeff Fisher. And there's nothing in his entire career outside of that one Super Bowl appearance that makes me think that Jeff Fisher is going to be the the person that turns this all around. And I'm not sure that a rook- the thing that uh, this whole trade, and we'll maybe we'll get onto it later. But the thing about this whole trade is they've given up a lot. I mean, they really gave up a lot to the Titans to to get up to number one, which isn't surprising because they had to move all the way from number 15. But it's not like there's even been a clear. There's not a Andrew Luck at the top of the draft. There's still debate amongst all the draft analysts. Who would you rather have? Who's more ready, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? And I don't think that's been cleared up. And I, I mean, I think we're now presuming that Wentz might be the guy that they're going to go for. But it seems like they've traded a lot for a guy that has a lot of questions around them. I completely agree. And on the other side of it with the Titans, I, it seems like, and this is something we've talked about as well for the last six months, as unsexy as it is, we always talk about, oh, this team, you need an elite QB to make a Super Bowl run. No, you need a clear number one. No, you need a shutdown corner. And really, the answer seems to be depth. Depth right. along the line, a scrimmage, both sides. And uh, it seems like the Titans are going to have a chance to really beef gonna, up in exactly, that regard. They really are. I mean, they've got a lot of picks to pick that up with. And with a new general manager and a, and a coach that's just starting fresh there, it does feel like they will at least have the opportunity to do that. The other thing I'm slightly kind of cynical. John Robinson, funny hair, dude. Funny Hairdo. The thing I'm c- cynical about. Or lack of about, hair in his do. Right. I'm cynical a little bit about the Rams in that Jeff Fisher knows that this is potentially his, you know, he has to do it 
pretty big this year. And teams also know that like you get you get that first overall pick, and it probably gives you a stay of execution a little bit with a mm-hmm. new quarterback. You can't fire that. You don't want to fire the head coach. I just wonder if it was done so that Jeff could get another year in Venice. <laughs> I as I you know advocated, what? they should have really, uh, you know, the Rams should have, or USC should have let the Rams pay the moving cost for Jeff Fisher, right. and then made him their GM, or I'm I'm sorry, their the, AD. Their AD. Instead, they went with Lynn Swan. Interesting. Curious choice there. All right, on to week three. You're up first here, Hans. I am going to take the Bills facing off against each other. Not the Buffalo Bills. On Thursday night football, Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick, master and pupil, or pupil and master, uh, on on, on NFL Network and CBS and Twitter. Um, I love well, that's certainly a good one. How about this one? I, you know, we'll see how good this, well, you know what? Lions at Packers is interesting. I have a weird hunch, you know, Bill Simmons, uh, Ewing theory that you take away the biggest piece, right. the biggest star, and somehow the collective rises Rise up, up and is better. I wonder if the Lions have a sneaky little run there. Some mm-hmm. of the some of the signs you saw when you watch a team in the second half of the preceding season play as well as the Lions sort of did once they figured it out. And I know Calvin Johnson's a major uh, component of that uh, that turnaround there. Still, I think the Lions, Ziggy Ans is a star on the rise. I love right. Ziggy Ansa, and he's only going to get better over the next couple of years here. That's a curious game. They but did I- lose two big pieces, one from either side of the ball over two years with Sue going last year and, and now Megatron going. True enough. I'm going to go with the the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, another mm. team that'll be in contention in the NFC North at the Carolina Panthers. Perhaps a uh, a, a playoff preview. On to Week Four, and I don't want to steal your thunder here. I assume that this is the one you won here, but I'm going to go since I have the first pick. I'm going to say Colts at Jags. Mm. Big. Th- I mean, that's a big divisional game to send over to your people in right. London. There, juicy stuff. The Jags are sort of. The, uh, They're kind of exciting. They they have a little dark horse. Well, but also that it feels like I think Americans consider the Jags to be the presumptive team of England. I yeah. don't know if that's really. We true. call them the Jaguars. You call Jaguars. them the, the Jaguars. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with RG3 has a chance to go back to Washington, back to our nation's capital. Ah. And, uh, and play against his former team, Week Four. Browns at. One. Browns, Browns at, at Redskins. Oh, wow, go. that's a good one. I like that one quite a bit. All right, on to week five. All right, how about this one? Week five, what feels – What can, you know how sometimes there's like a random day of snow in the in October? Yeah. It just happens one place. In Green Bay, week five, Sunday night, the Giants at the Packers. Old school football in the snow at Lambeau on a Sunday night. I love it. doesn't it. get much better than that, does it? Yeah, that's – I don't guarantee the snow. Um, I, uh, boy, because now we're getting into a, a point in the season where we'll see if uh, all the talk right. was a bunch of just uh, that, just a bunch of talk, and who actually is halfway decent there. This is, I'm going to tell you, this isn't the greatest gaggle of games I've ever seen no, in my no. life. There's one that I really like here. The it's Bucks. How about uh, Jameis going in to play the Panthers? Jameis v. Cam. I'll go all with right. that one for, for that. In, Monday for, Night in Football. Lieu of a better one. Yeah, right. Monday That's Night Football. Um, week six now. The uh, in the the Thursday night game, Bronx at Bolts, eh, maybe. Jets at Cards to round the week out. Colts at Texans. I will go here with. Ooh, look at that! Handsome. Our two teams play one another. The Steelers ooh. travel to South Beach. Maybe you and I, I should my travel. Eye. Maybe we, we should, should travel. And, Let's go to it. That would be a lot of fun. I will say. The boy, I just don't love this uh, collection of games here. Just All right, I'll go with that one. I'm going to go, go with that one. I'll go with the Steelers and Dolphins. Okay, since here's, we're going to be there. Here's exactly so here's one I like. The Chiefs are playing the Raiders, and it feels like the Raiders, another dark horse team, maybe coming up this year. The Chiefs, you know, again, probably the Broncos. We think might fall off. I think I just think the FC West going to be a fun fun division to watch. So a Chiefs Raiders game, I like. All right, move on. You take the next pick here. I have the first pick in week seven. This is an easy one for me, and you're going to like it too. Oh, i tell you what happened there. I got see, That's what happened. I looked at the <laughs> – I flipped to the wrong side. Week nine, I gave you a game from week nine. I'm sorry. I screwed that that's one up fine. pretty good. Let's pretend it didn't happen. I, I agree. So week seven. Week seven, I'm saying Patriots-Steelers. That's a that's thievery. You it's creep. not thievery. That's how a draft works. All right, I'll take the Seahawks and cards. Uh, okay, that's a good one. Sunday night game. Big one, yeah. Uh, week eight, then now we're on to, and cards at Panthers. Boy, that's not the prime time game. The Eagles and yeah. Cowboys. It's funny that those uh, those NFC East games still win yeah, out over still games flexed that seem, in or, yeah. yeah, it still seems juicier to me. 
Um, how about the Chiefs and Colts? They've played some entertaining games over mm-hmm. the years, and uh, two teams you figure to be in. Well, the so mix. you're not taking Cardinals Panthers. No, you can have that. I, one. I'm, that's what I'm taking. All right, done and done. Deal. Week nine. Week nine. So you've already picked one game from this week accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Oh well, no. You know what? No, week nine. Steelers at Ravens. That will always be that's my pick. Really? Of course. Still a big deal. Is it still a big deal, you say? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, to me it is. Mm. Sure. Okay. I think uh, Andrew Luck against Aaron Rodgers. Two of the deal. best two of the best young-ish. Is, Andrew, is Aaron Rodgers still young? Two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Colts, Packers, Sunday, November 6th. What if the Seahawks are no good and the Bills at the Seahawks? Tyrod Taylor going they're in there. What if they're not as dumb? The Seahawks will be no good, Shaq. I know. It's Third really ridiculous. Third season in a row now. I know. I, I don't know why I can't learn, why I can't figure out that they're – I don't know, man. I think the way they turned it on, Russell Wilson turned it on, happened, and coincidentally or not. Remember, they they were rudderless, right. and who are they? What's their identity? And are they going to get this thing rolling like they did two years ago? And certainly they did. But coincidentally or not, they didn't really, and Russell Wilson didn't really start getting it going until the day they played the Pittsburgh Steelers and Jimmy Graham got hurt in the middle of that game. That's when they soared right. after that. So I, I don't – anyway, all right, I, I have made my pick for that one. I took the uh, the Steelers and Ravens. Who's up here in Week 10, Handsome? Uh, who has the first pick? I know Black Tie's been keeping track of this. We're getting near things. I think it's probably too. me. Uh, the Seahawks play the Patriots. Super Bowl Forty Nine repeated. Will Malcolm Butler do it again? I know I'm going to hear this from people listening today, but I can't help it. I think the Steelers are going to be highly entertaining this year, right. whether you're a fan of theirs or not. And they're showing down with their 70s arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys in That's Pittsburgh. A cool game. Yeah, I got it. Cool game. They should they should film it in that like Instagram filter where it looks like it's (laughs) all. Sorry, not sorry, everybody. What do you want me to tell you? That's a good game there. Um, And really, well, Chiefs at Panthers is pretty interesting stuff too. Uh, Week eleven, your Thursday night game is the Saints at the Panthers. Cool. Some fascinating matchups out there for you. I'm gonna go with the Cards and the Vikings. Handsome. Okay, that's a good one. There's, I got a tough one for me. I'm going to be at the Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Rams. The Dolphins play back to back West, uh, good West you, Coast matchups. I'm glad your guys are coming. They out play. Here. They play the Chargers in Week Ten in in San Diego, and then they play in LA. So they'll probably be out here. I'll, they'll probably all just stay at mine. But that week, although I'll be at that game, the game I'm looking forward to most: the Houston Texans play the Oakland Raiders on Monday night in Mexico City. Awesome. That's awesome. fun. You know what? I'm going to jump ahead. Because okay. we have Sean O'Hara coming in here. Oh, so I'm going to jump ahead to the Thanksgiving matchups here. Right. Because that's always one of my favorite things. Whoa! I had no idea. I just got a big surprise. The Pittsburgh Steelers are featured in primetime from Indianapolis. Ooh, la and la. The Vikings at the Lions. That's a great right. one. Well, the Vikings at least figure to be yep. good. You got D.C. at Big D. Always at a dandy. the DC. Can they Dallas always make Cowboys. that? Can they just make that a standard game? It should be that the Cowboys yep. always play the Skins on Thanksgiving. That's that's a juicy How stuff. How much do you think you away when the Steelers are playing the Colts? Thanksgiving evening. <laughs> How much do you think? I reckon by that point you'll be at three hundred and thirty pounds. It's not really prior to Thanksgiving. It's once we enter this. Uh, this point on the calendar, yeah, the day will, really starts. Right, losing. I think you will be like Thursday, November twenty fourth. Wednesday, November the twenty third, you'll be at two hundred and seventy pounds. Mm-hmm. But by the time that the dinner is over and the Steelers and Colts kick off, you'll be up at three thirty. <laughs> by uh, New Year's yeah. uh, twenty seventeen, the mind reels. Um, all right, that's uh, that's that one. All right, Sweet you know 12. what? Here he comes, Sean O'Hare on his way in here. We'll continue looking at the schedule. We have nothing but time to do that. We have the important business right now of the all-time draft. And like that, he magically appears. A guy who you've been watching NFL Network. Oh, look at that. Is that is that your new turn on the dab? Or is that the old classic that, genie movie? I mean, that was the original dab, really. That's right, yeah. yeah. I, I never Cam Newton kind of stole it from. You're right. Group, I never so. put two and two together on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's... Shame on Cam for that. Hey, if you've been watching NFL Network over the last few weeks, they keep showing the uh, the Giants' improbable victory over the Patriots in the, the, the Super Bowl there. Sean O'Hara looms large in that last Eli 
to yeah. David Tyree drive. They keep cutting the weight. Oh, no, I'm sorry. After you guys score the touchdown, they keep coming to you, biting your fingernails to see if Brady can complete yeah. an 80-yard bomb to Randy Moss, and he just about did it. Yeah, I was eating fingernails. You get hungry after <laughs> those games are long. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I mean, you don't realize what's getting televised at the time, but they were kind of showing, the, you know, the offense and, and right. the old line. We were all we're a little superstitious at that point, so it was, hey, get back in your original spots where we've been sitting all game long because it's been working for our defense. Ah. Clearly, you know, us sitting in a certain spot is what sparked our right. defense kicking Tom Brady's butt. So we had to get back in our spots, and everybody else was standing up watching, but we may, we, we stayed in our little spots. And, and yeah, they kind of caught that that excitement and that exuberance because with 30, what do we have, 32 seconds when he got the when they got the ball back, it's a lot of time for Tom Brady. Um, so, you know, we weren't convinced that it was over yet, but when Jay Alford – uh, got that big sack. That, that was kind of the shot that you're talking about, where we kind of finally celebrate. Like, Stood all right, up, yeah. that 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 pretty much means that this is. This it is awesome over. stuff. As far as that goes, and then we're going to jump into the all-time draft. What is it like, you know, just trying to connect the dots between sports? Golden State now has this record. I've been advocating that, of course, they have to go for history, just as the New England Patriots had to chase history. A lot of teams win Super Bowls. A lot of teams win NBA titles. But when you have a chance, a singular opportunity to go down as the greatest of all time, beyond question, to do something no one's ever done before, you have to do it. I understand, though, that there's a little bit of pressure. There's added pressure on you now. If you're Golden State, we got to complete this deal. What was it like being on the Giants in that two-week run-up? How much discussion was there, if any, about, you know, the Patriots have extra pressure on them? And did you or did Coughlin or does anyone acknowledge that in the run-up to the game or during the game? Well, I assume you're referring to the Week 17 matchup when they were 15. And no, well, I mean, I guess so. Once they knock we, we you kinda, off, we, we, we had two twice. Yeah, we got right. two. Yeah, right. We got two bites at that apple because um, the first one didn't didn't turn out so right. But yeah, to your point, going into Week 17, we could not improve our position. We had already solidified our wild card spot in the playoffs. We couldn't win the division. Dallas had already run away with it. So there was nothing to gain for us by playing to win except to knock off the undefeated Patriots and. I think in that instance, it, the competitiveness just kind of – it comes out of you. And, sure, on Tuesday, you know, Monday and Tuesday, everybody's kind of wondering, all right, you know, how, how are we going to – how are we going to attack this game? And and Coach Coffin came right out, right out of the gates. Wednesday, our first team meeting, Wednesday morning, came in and said, guys, we're playing to win this damn game. They're, you know, who am I going to sit? You tell me who's going to get hurt in this game, and I'll sit them right now. But you don't know who you're going to rest. I can't rest you all. We've got to play the game. The, the spirit of the game is to play to win. And so once he said that, I mean, we were all in. There wasn't anybody saying, oh, man, I don't want to play this. We were like, yeah, let's go. And, and I think one of the toughest things to do as, as a team, doesn't matter what sport you're in, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, you, you don't, you're always trying to Luge. gauge how good are we. What's the barometer? Well, when you get a chance to play the best team, they're undefeated. There is no doubt. They're the best team. Golden State, they're the best team. When you get a chance to play that team, it's like, all right, mano y mano. We told the line, and we're going to get a chance to find out how good are we. And then even though we lost that game week 17, we found out, you know what, we're a pretty damn good team too, and we're pretty tough. And offensively, we were able to score a lot of points. Defensively, I think that loss gave our defense the fuel to all of a sudden four weeks later in the Super Bowl, right. all right, you know what, we got another shot at this. We're going to get after their ass. And, you know, that's what – I do agree that, yeah, you could feel the Giants were in that Week 17 game enough that it was you couldn't just write it off. Well, obviously yeah. the Patriots are going to roll them because – Now, if you ask me got, hey. personally, how would I have done that? I would have only started my center, you know, the first quarter, then I would have pulled them out because <laughs> in the second quarter, my, my left guard fell into me and I tore my MCL in that game. So I didn't finish that game against the Patriots and I missed the next really? wild card game against Tampa Bay. So I was like, yeah, let's go, go let's go we been, you know, beat the Patriots. Let's get this win. Let's knock off the undefeated. And then as I'm sitting in the locker room at halftime with, you know, the doctors looking at my knee and I'm saying, did I tear my ACLs or just MCL? Because if it's MCL, let's go, you know, tape it up. You know, ice it up. Let's let's rock and roll. Speaking of halftime and being hungry, black tie. We really do have to animate like we did uh, Ike Taylor's first meeting with Troy Palomalu. Sean O'Hara sneaking off into a bathroom stall to eat a, a wiener and uh, getting mustard whoa, whoa, on his whoa, 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 whoa. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> Can we clarify? Uh, that that just sounded crazy. awful. Mustard, yellow mustard you, you got on your jersey. You crazy. sneak off to the bathroom to eat a wiener. No, no. That's During halftime, they, had hot, they had hot dogs. There's a right. difference. See, I mean, you can just – There are a lot of different you gotta names You've got to clarify that. I mean, people get, get can get the wrong idea with it. Right. No, I mean, that's – listen, that happens before. I mean, Mark Sanchez, you know, at least – Tubular he, meat. 
he didn't, Mark Sanchez didn't have the decency to, to wait until he was in the locker room. He did it on the sideline. At least I waited. Um, but here's the kicker. The pe- people don't always kind of grasp this whole thing. A 1 o'clock kickoff game, you have your pregame meal at like 8.30. So hungry. all of a sudden, you, the last time meal you've eaten is 8.30 in the morning, and now it's 2.30, 3 o'clock. Yeah, you get hungry. But, sure. so, but they really lay on hot dogs. That's the thing. That no, no, no. The NFL teams are like, no, that's why he had to sneak off into the bathroom. That's why I had to go into the bathroom to do it. Because, I get that, but whoops. how did you get the hot dog then? Well, I can't always reveal my sources, okay. but one uh, equipment manager that I happen to be very good friends with, when I came in, I used to always go in and grab a Gatorade bar. Well, what they do is they put out a nice spread for all the inactive players and for all you know all the people working the game, right. and it's in like an auxiliary lo- part of the locker room, so it's away from everybody. But when you walk in the locker room, you can smell it. So the guys that are playing, hey, they're doing their own thing, but the inactive guys, they go over and they're throwing down pepperoni pizza and hot dogs and chicken fingers, <laughs> and they're kind of, you know, na-na-na-na-na-na. So I just kind of strolled through, and I was like, hey, man, I'm dying here. I, I need something. The Gatorade bar is not going to cut it. Can you can you hook me up with a hot dog? He's like, go into stall number one, you know, and I'll <laughs> put it over you know, there. Over the it, it, it wasn't a Dumb and Dumber scene. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't sea bass coming in to to, to, <laughs> to to attack me. But it was the the the, the tragedy in it all was that I, I think I got a little mustard on my jersey. So then I came out of the stall, and it's funny because it was my rookie year, and my and head coach just happened to be in the urinal. So I come out of the stall after annihilating this hot dog, and I've got mustard on my jersey, and I'm trying to wipe it off, and. And I'm like, hey, coach, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> damn it, I'm definitely getting cut on Monday. Head coach Chris Palmer? Yeah, Chris Palmer, chilly. What was his reaction? He, he, I don't think he really understood what was going on. He just saw me, and it was just like, you know, when you're a rookie, you, everything you do is wrong anyway. So he, you, you get the same look from a head coach, whether you do anything right or wrong. They just look at you, and they're just shaking their head like, you know, you're that, a dumbass. That looks like mustard, but surely right. one of my players isn't eating a, uh, a encased meat tube. Yeah during the game. All right, it's time for the all-time draft presented by Money Monopoly at McDonald's. Go play it. All sorts of prizes for you to win. You just peel it away. And there it is. All-time draft. We're up to picks 16 through 20 today. Sean O'Hara and any other newcomer out there, here's what we're doing. We are following the exact same draft order as it exists in 2016. The team needs remain the same. The rosters remain the same. The only difference is we are expanding the pool of players that you can choose from the current collegians to any player in history. In fact, if Sean O'Hara wants to come off the board, Sean O'Hara can come off the board. You just have to be retired. That's the only requirement. You have to be retired. Well, because oh, okay. we, we've seen Terminator. I'm assuming you have, too. All-time draft. You can't be in two places at once. That's the only thing. Right. You ready to roll here? Uh, to, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. A trade to announce. Because the Rams and Titans made that trade earlier today, the number one pick that had been at number 15 previously, it was Steve Young of BYU. At number one, the Rams trade up to get – they really wanted some swagger. They wanted some star power in Los Angeles. They get it. Joe Namath, this guy can run well. He's got a rifle right. under Bear Bryant the last four years, doing special things down there in handsome Hank Hodgson's hometown of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I, You wow. know what? I'm, so so Broadway Joe goes from Broadway to Sunset Boulevard? I, oh, I, I was term, just about to pitch line. a new nickname. That, I don't know what Broadway Joe, Joe means because Broadway Joe, because it's Joe Namath kids well, coming down, out of Bama. Going down Broadway. That's a good nickname right, for him. Sunset, Sunset Joe so, Namath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. Well, Very Hollywood Joe. Hollywood, Joe Ho- Hollywood something will stick. Yeah. Something will stick. Hollywood Joe or or Sunset Joe. Very it good. Like see, it might be that good. or or Venice Beach Joe. That's right. Yeah, wherever he chooses to yeah. live. We'll uh, we'll see about that. Um, all right, let's get into it now. Pick number sixteen. The Detroit Lions are on the clock. Tell us what their needs are. Daniel Jeremiah. The Detroit Lions picking number 16. There are some needs to fill on this football team. Finally addressing that offensive line, getting that solved once and for all. They could do that with another early investment at the tackle position. That would make some sense for this football team. You could look on the defensive side of the ball, no question. Get some some more help uh, there with a talented young nucleus. But guys, I got to be honest. This has to be a wide receiver. This is a team trying to replace an all-time great in Calvin Johnson. And I don't know that you can do that later on in the draft. Use this opportunity, pick number 16. Some guys that are out there, you look at a Jerry Rice, a big-time talent. Small school, I get it. The speed on the stopwatch doesn't show up. But when you watch the tape, you see an immaculate route runner, unbelievable hands, 
great after the catch. He'd be a nice fit for this football team. And, and another name that I would throw out there, when you look at a receiver that can get over the top, really take the top off of a defense, James Lofton. I love what he brings to the table. He's got a chance to be a premier deep threat at the wide receiver position. I like both of those choices. There's another guy out of Georgia Tech named Calvin Johnson that would make a, would, would, be, would maybe be a good fit there to replace the guy who just retired, Calvin Johnson, right. Megatron. You know, maybe they could get yeah, this but, kid. But you might only get ten years out of him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Well, that's the that's today's NFL. That's twenty. How about, how about Tim football. Brown? Is he still is he still available? Tim Brown Tim is available. There. Yeah, you could uh, you could go get him. Heisman Trophy winner, obviously used to playing under the lights there in I South think Bend. Fryer as well could be a good pick there. Is Barry Sanders still on the board? Is Barry Sanders, Sanders just went to the Miami Dolphins oh, a couple of picks okay. ago. All right, so let's get to it here. The Lions select. They did uh, Daniel Jeremiah's advice. The Lions are following it from Mississippi Valley State. I don't even know what that's about. Small but school. Their uniforms are weird. They're mm -hmm. Christmas colors. They select Jerry Rice. We'll see if this kid can make the leap. I don't like to play cynic here, but I don't know. That's a pretty big jump from Mississippi Valley State to the NFL. I, would I don't know. Good luck, though, Lions, I guess. You know, I'm rooting for you. Next up, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Daniel Jeremiah, what do they need to do? The Atlanta Falcons pick number 17. When you look at this football team, a couple areas they could look. On the defensive side of the ball, how about safety? This could be an option for this team. Get a safety that can be a dynamic player, can really force the alley, make plays against the run, but can then play over the top. That could be an option for this football team. Linebacker, though, if you're going to narrow it down on the defensive side of the ball, linebacker would be an area I would address You've got Ray Lewis still out there on the board, somebody that brings a temperament and a style of play that would fit in really well with this football team. He'd be an option. If you want to flip over to the offensive side of the ball, I think the interior of this offensive line, a guard, a big-time guard. I know they brought in Alex Mack. I like that signing at center. But what if you put him next to a Larry Allen? Uh, what about a John Hanna? Somebody that's just really, really physical, really crank up this running game uh, with Devontae Freeman in the backfield. I think that would be a nice fit for this football team. Ultimately, the decision, I think, comes down to interior offensive line or linebacker. Either of those two would be good options for the Falcons. Sean O'Hara, I go to you with this. Can you evaluate offensive linemen especially? I mean, obviously you did it. I imagine no one could do it if you can't. But how quickly can you look at an offensive line prospect and say, yep, that kid's got it? How many plays? How many series? I'd say need? usually about five, you know, but but it's got to be the right plays. Five plays. You I think can about five plays guy. you can kind of really – you can really gather and say, all right, you know what, this guy, he's he's got the footwork. He understands the hand placement. He's got the power in the hips, and he's got the athletic ability in the pass pro to kind of recover. So, I mean, one of the things that everybody looks at, oh, what, what, you know, now in college football it's so hard, a lot of these offenses, all they're doing is pass pro. So you what are the right really plays? See. What are the right plays when you say that? Um, well, it's a good question. Number one, I think when you're evaluating an offensive lineman, you're trying to figure out what kind of offense am I trying to fit him in. Because if I'm a running a zone scheme run, running offense, I need an athletic guy that can really move a defender. Because what you're trying to do is you're running a zone scheme. You're trying to get the defenders to run. You're trying to get the D lineman to run. Well, you can't do that if you don't have offensive linemen that can run. That's different than if you have a, what we call power football running team where they're going to pull a guard and they're just trying to play smash mouth football. They're not trying to get you to move. They're trying to move you. Um, you know, with with a double team at the point of attack, pulling a guard, and they're trying to edge the defense that way. So that is what, like, a Larry Allen would really specialize in. Um, just we're just going to run straight downhill at you. Uh, so I think based on those run plays, that's how I would look at this player. Okay, show me his own play. Does he have the athleticism? Can he start out running laterally but then has the power to now get his hips moving vertically? Some guys can't do that. They start running lateral, and, and that's it. They just keep running to the sideline. They can never get any vertical push. So that's the one thing in the run game right away. And in both the run and the pass game, you're looking at where are his hands. Some guys, no matter how hard they try, no matter how hard you work out in practice, they get in the game, and they're just bear-hugging everybody. Hmm. You, you can't play at the NFL with your hands outside. So you've got to be able to get your hands inside. So – you know, we talked about the footwork. We talked about the hand placement. And then the last thing that I would look at is, does this guy understand angles? As much as people think football players are dumb, it, a lot of it, is, it's, it's, it's angles. It's do you understand who you have to block and what angle you're going to have to take to get there? So the, the, all of those things, you can really kind of – the angle thing is kind of tough because you don't know what, what the college coach is telling these guys when you're trying to evaluate them. But when you turn on the film, 
if it's the five right plays, you could look at it and say, all right, you know what, this kid's got enough tools. There are certain things that you can always help them and improve on. Um, but, yeah, I think in five plays I could probably tell you well enough. I want to I want to get good at evaluating that. I always cite it as the biggest, uh, most you know, pe- pretentious conversation that fans have is, oh, that guy's a great off. Anthony Munoz is so dumb. How do you know? You don't know if Anthony Munoz. You aren't watching him. You're listening to other people tell you. It's funny. I, I hear people say that a lot. I really want to learn how to grade off as a lineman, and then when you tell them what it takes, they're like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got other things. I'll I got, listen I got, to you say I got a podcast I got to record. I don't have time to break down a watch film it's kind of like the saying i'd really love to win the lottery yeah uh but nobody's willing to buy a ticket (laughs) no we have more important things to do like uh do fictional drafts right right Right. so So, with that in mind the atlanta falcons eschew the offensive line and instead (laughs) go with dj's selection they go with ray lewis of Miami, they needed some nasty that's, there. Yeah, yeah so Ray pick. Lewis goes to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Handsome Hank, you like that? I do. I think it'll work out well. He'll, All right. fit, he'll fit right in with the Dirty Birds. I think so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody points to that as uh, as what this team lacks right now, and uh, and they're addressing that. Hey, Sean O'Hara, go. It's a big day. There's so much to kibitz about. you got to go do fancy TV stuff. Before you go, real fast, yeah. I've been asking a lot of people this. Let's say 50 years from now, they decide, you know what we need? We need a Sean O'Hara trophy, like the Heisman Trophy. What's the pose? Um, a Sean O'Hara trophy? You eating a wiener. Mm, I no. guess we already have the no, answer. To that, that. Would not be, that would not be a trophy. That would be a tombstone. <laughs> I think a trophy with me, it, it would kind of look a lot like the Captain Morgan guy. One leg up. <laughs> Drinking a, a, a cold beer, either that or just you know popping that beer top off. You're the second went, guy to come up with that answer. Bucky Brooks went with the same all right, one. Bucky, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys will have competing uh, Captain Morgan's trophies. All right, we always like catching up with Sean O'Hara, one of the uh, the great fellows around on NFL media. Go talk about your fancy stuff on Total Access with other uh, with those other baby blues. Oh, a lot of baby blues going on with Dan Helley and Sean O'Hara. Mm, please don't Total compare Access. me to Dan Helley. <laughs> Right. <laughs> much more handsome. Much more handsome. All right, there he goes, the great Sean O'Hara, and we will continue Thanks, on with the uh, with the all time draft here. Thanks for coming in, Sean. Anytime. Dave. Dave. So there goes O'Hara out the door. I like him very. I like handsome. him a lot. Yeah. I wish he were West Coast based. In fact, I could see him like fitting to spend in. Spend more time with him. Yeah, I think. Well, I just think I know he likes to when he's in town. His uh, he fancies ending his day on the balcony at whatever fancy hotel they put him up at, uh, smoking a cigar. He's Is that not doing that? that yeah. Do you like to do, you do that? I don't know. I don't, no. no, I wouldn't want that. I want him like you know. He, I think he'd fit in nicely with I you. I think you. Okay. You uh, you guys got on well. I think I have a, that offensive lineman mentality. Yeah, but Ike and Maurice yep. and O'Hara. I think yep. that'd be a, a a nice little group there. All right, let's get to the Indianapolis Colts. They are at pick number eighteen. Daniel Jeremiah. What do they need? They need a lot of stuff. Indianapolis Colts pick number eighteen. This is a team I think. Could address the offensive line position with this spot. That would make a lot of sense. Need to protect Andrew Luck. He's taken way too many hits over the last few years. Be it interior or tackle, I think those are areas they could address right here at pick number 18. Then you look over on the other side of the ball. I think they can use some help at multiple levels of this defense. Outside linebacker. How about somebody like Derek Thomas that can really get after the quarterback and heat him up? He's got big-time pass rush potential. He'd be a great fit there in Indianapolis. And then you can go all the way back to the safety position. Uh, Somebody like an Ed Reed would make a lot of sense for this football team. The instincts, the range, make plays sideline to sideline. I love what he brings to the table. But how about the idea of you already have Vontae Davis there. What about pairing him up with an elite player? Somebody I cannot believe is still on the board. Rod Woodson, big-time athlete, toughness. He brings it all to the table. He'd be a nice fit there for the Colts. All right, handsome. I mean, uh, some interesting thoughts there. Ed Reed, maybe two guys from the U back mm-hmm. to back here. I don't think so. I've been I've been talking about Rob Woodson for almost every pick for the last uh, two times we've done this. I think Rob Woodson. This is if if he goes any further, this it's the there must be some character questions. Hmm. All right. Well, guess what? We don't have to worry about that because with the 18th pick, the Indianapolis Colts do indeed select the in-state guy, Rod Woodson, Purdue. He was toiling just uh, just about an hour Makes up the sense. road there in West Lafayette. Short drive for him to the state's capital, number 26 is going to fit in nicely and uh, really fix that defense up very, very nicely and give Andrew Luck a good uh, a good scrimmage foe to go up against. He's That's not going right. to probably have Make to face him better. better. Yeah, iron sharp as iron, Dave, is a great cliche. 
I like that. Say it one more time. Iron sharpens iron. It People sounds better. That. It sounds better when an Englishman says Sorry. it. So iron sharpens iron. Right. Well, Pittsburghers was iron. Yeah. Iron sharp sharpens iron. Jens, you know. That's what I just said. Yeah, I know. But that, but you, iron sharpens iron. I could see Tyrion saying. Yeah, that, Tyrion's uh, going to say somebody. That. All right. Let's get to the Buffalo Bills here at pick number nineteen. They're looking to make some moves with Rex Ryan at the helm. What do you think, DJ? The Buffalo Bills picking 19th in this draft. There's some different areas you could look at with this football team offensively. Uh, we could get into some options for them, but I think this has to be a pick on the defensive side of the ball. This is Rex Ryan, somebody with a reputation for great defense. They did not display that last year in Buffalo, so I think they need to go up front and get somebody that can get after the quarterback. Mario Williams is gone. He's no longer there. And a couple names I'm kind of shocked that are still available at this point in time. You look at somebody like Bruce Smith, somebody that can come off the edge. It's very physical. It's very violent in the run game, but can be a dominant pass rusher. He would make a lot of sense for this football team. And how in the world is Derek Thomas still available? Out of Alabama, somebody that's been like Gumby coming off the edge, can win with power as well as that speed. Man, the Buffalo Bills, either one of these players make a lot of sense for Rex Ryan and this defense as they try and get back to playing at a very high level. Interesting thoughts there. Um, handsome, which way are you leaning? I go with Bruce Smith. I think this guy's going to be good. Played at Virginia Tech, had a great college career, and I think he could go into Buffalo, a city that's maybe struggled with that star power, and and maybe get them the Super Bowl they've never won. Yeah, I don't know though, because mm-hmm. he's well, Virginia Tech. It's warm and humid there. Is he really going to make it up in a place like Buffalo? Where that's it's a so good cold? point. That might not work. That out. doesn't that sound could like really a fit. Count against I want the best for this kid right. and for the organization. Right. And guess what? Daniel Jeremiah's hand-wringing hereby ends with the 19th pick. The Buffalo Bills choose out of Alabama. Derek Thomas, this guy, seems like a phenom coming off the edge there. Sack master, you figure, will fit in well with Rex Ryan. Reminds me a lot of Von Miller, Super Bowl 50 mm. MVP. There, I feel like there are a lot of the same characteristics there. Do you see that similarity? I could, I could see something about that, yeah. All right, so Derek Thomas uh, off the board there, and that brings us to pick number 20, the division foe of the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jetropolitans, their quarterback situation in flux, the defense sound, Todd Bowles and company. Which way are they looking, Daniel Jeremiah? The New York Jets at pick number 20. This is a football team that's on the cusp of being a playoff team, but there are some areas of this team they do need to address. You look at the defensive line for this football team. That is an area they can get an edge rusher. They are loaded along the interior, but somebody to really buzz off that edge, a speed rusher would make a lot of sense for this football team. How about, though, we go over to the offensive side of the ball? I know quarterback is an area that they could look at. I can't believe Dan Marino is still on the board. That could be an option for this football team. But at the tight end position, there is an athlete at a Cal Berkeley that I'm in love with, Tony Gonzalez, Somebody that we've seen what he can do on the football field, but I don't know how many people are aware of what this guy brings to the table on the hardwood. I'm talking about basketball. This is an elite player, not only in football. He's got a chance I think could play professionally in basketball. He's just that athletic. Somebody I think at the tight end position would be a quarterback's best friend at the next level. Man, that make a lot of sense for the Jets. What a basketball? basketball. How does that make, so make this any guy, difference? This Gonzalez guy, he played basketball. Apparently, well, and I by the way, not heard that. You, what you should do is to. I keep saying it, but you really do need to take a look at the all-time draft of 2016. It's available on YouTube at NFL.com. If only to see the college highlights of these guys. Tony Gonzalez played football and basketball, as it turns out, at Cal Berkeley. Do you think? Do you agree with that? Do you think uh, number 44 there should uh, head on? I, well, I uh, think New York. I think you know. Right now, the Jets are in this in this issue with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're trying to find out if he's going to play for them this year. And I think you get the leverage over Fitzpatrick by drafting a quarterback. Mm. And I know that DJ mentioned this Marino kid out of Pittsburgh, your hometown. Sure. You've, probably, you've probably seen him play. There are two other guys I think the Jets are going to be looking closely at: Ken O'Brien out of Cal Davis, and then Brown. I don't know that name. And then Browning Nagel. Out of Louisville, both very highly hmm. touted guys that I think would fit in really well in the Big Apple and probably have a lot of success there. All right, well, that's uh, boy, you've got you've put a lot in my head here now to to try and figure out here with the twentieth pick, the New York Jets select. I'm bummed to say this one because I really was hoping he could play his whole career in his hometown. Oh. Dan Marino. 
Dan Marino, number 13, Heisman candidate. Didn't have the greatest senior year. You could put that on the coaching change there. Jackie Sherrill moves down to to uh, A&M, and uh, Foge Fazio takes over there. But the lightning quick release for Dan Marino, the very special sophomore and junior years in uh, his hometown of Pittsburgh, went to high school, went to college. I was really hoping that maybe he could be the successor to Ben Roethlisberger. Instead, the New York Jets get him, and you know the wide receivers have to be over the moon about that. Can you imagine Brandon Marshall catching passes from, uh, from they, this guy? There's something about it, and I'm not sure what it is, but the idea of uh, pick quarterback Dan Marino in a Jets uniform, I'm beginning to feel actually sick. Broadway Danny Marino. Mm. Recapping, Jerry Rice of Mississippi Valley State goes to the Lions. Ray Lewis of the U to Atlanta. Rod Woodson goes from PU to Indiana, just or to Indianapolis, just uh, just down uh, I-65 there. Derek Thomas go from Bama goes to the Buffalo Bills, figures to uh, make a lot of hay there for Rex. And Dan Marino of Pitt is now a Jet. There you have it. We'll continue with picks 21 through 25. It is McDonald's Money Monopoly presented presenting us with the all-time draft of 2016. That's Good fun. times, handsome Hank. Yes, I enjoy doing it. Good times with uh, Sean O'Hara. Good times all the way around. Congratulations to Lakers fans on the completion of their 20 years with uh, with their latest hero there. Last question, Black Tie. Is the next guy, because I expect that the Lakers will retire Eight and 24 people have been tweeting me that question, which do I think they'll retire. I think they'll ultimately do both of those jerseys. After that, though, who is the next Laker to have his number retired? Is he on the roster? Is he gone from the Lakers? Is Pal Gasol? I don't think Gasol gets his number retired. Oh, I do think Pal. I think Pal gets some love. I know. Pal was a big part of the reason they won championships. Kobe won four and five rings. I know, but um, not everybody gets that honor. True. It's I, only I like what six guys have it? Seven guys? I think, I think Pal gets it though. I, and uh, I disagree with that. I think they lock out in the draft and get Ben Simmons, who I think is the best prospect since LeBron, and I think he becomes a Hall of Famer. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so if, if that goes that way, if the Lakers get Ben Simmons, and I've been a cynic about them for the last few years, if they get Ben Simmons or Ingram, I think that they're not really that far away from being semi-relevant, not contenders or anything, but I think they could make a playoff run as soon as uh, as next year if things break just right for them. Anyway, enough NBA talk. It's NFL time, and we're in Los Angeles. This is an NFL city, so we'll be back to keep getting you ready for the draft and beyond. Thanks to Handsome Hank, and thanks to you. And in the meantime, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh, green, Irish shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.